The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> you think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? <laughs> well, I must have not been paying attention. When you were just talking to me Still the funniest movie of all time Do you think that you could repeat the Never question? not funny, watched it the other week Yeah, like every once in a while, like Tee Turner Broadcasting or something We'll be showing it on a Saturday yeah. And it doesn't matter what I'm doing it Doesn't matter what else it. I'm watching we, I stop and I watch Yeah Fuck no way gonna try. I am gonna try my best. I guess the things that pass for affection ain't the same as they were before. There must have been something in all of that nothing that dropped me like a stone to the floor. I could actually talk about 20 different topics today. That's fucking talk. I would put it this way, I have 20 topics I could talk about. I'm not too sure I could talk about them. Man, struggling today. So Nancy and I were talking about doing a another music bingo before the bash to try and raise some money. That'd be cool. So for people at home who don't know, we were, we were doing these... Wait, ba ba Missed the last one. So for so for those who are watching, the um, because I always forget there's people here when we start chatting. Yeah. The uh, we were doing music bingles to try and raise money for our Valley Patriot Bash, which is in March. For the scholarships, right before I got ill, but we had one planned like every other week. We did. And we were and we had the first one. We we raised a thousand dollars in the first one. Yeah. So we were like really getting a good groove going, and then I got sick. So so Nancy wants to do at least one, maybe two, between now and the actual bash. Awesome. So we need you to give us like when you get a chance. Yeah, we'll uh, coordinate schedules. Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely do that. Came down in the last bar to hit it, but I got it. All right, let's, I guess, maybe stop the show. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm here. I almost called in today, almost. I've been doing that way too much lately. And then David can totally get mad at me. Like, why did you let me do it? He loves doing the show, and I love that guy. Yeah. Although I cause him more trouble. I don't even know why he's my friend. I cause him more trouble as a friend. I am not a very good friend. He's a very good friend to me, but I'm not a good friend to him. All right, let's start the show. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, top Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. I want to start by thanking our sponsors, McLennan Real Estate, Century 21, the Zanny Pesh, Peshi, Peshe, Pesh Law Office in Methuen, the Marsan and Son Construction, EIS, Investigation and Gun Training. Borelli's Deli. Have you guys seen what Borelli's Deli's doing? I should have brought the pictures in. They're now doing marinated steak tips. They look so good. All the, they have a whole bunch of new um, uh, ready-to-go meals, like meals, pre- pre-prepared meals. I don't know what they call those. Uh, but they're doing a lot of really great stuff. Par 28, 
Tomo and Shaken Seafood. Haven't been to Tomo's in at least two weeks. I think this is the longest I've gone without going to Tomo's, so we have to try and work that into the schedule. Clear Path for Veterans New England, the Doug Mercurio Law Office, AFC Urgent Care, Pleasant Valley Landscaping Contractors, and a free shout-out to our buddies at JG's Ice Cream. Um, had somebody else I wanted to... Oh, so before we even get into anything today. So I have been banking the Valley Patriot and my, my, myself personally and the Valley Patriot have been banking with Santander Bank, the Valley Patriot, for the entire 20 years that we've existed. Myself personally going back to, I think, like somewhere around 2002, like right around there. So, so a, little, a little longer than 24, 20 years. And when we first went to Santander, they weren't even Santander. That's how long we've been with them. They were Sovereign Bank. And then Santander bought them out or they merged or whatever happened. And so we stuck with them. And they changed their rules. And listen, I'm like Sheldon Cooper on the Big Bang Theory. I do not like change. All right? I'm a creature of habit. If I'm doing something a certain way, I like to do it that way because then I know where I stand. So they changed a bunch of their policies. They changed a bunch of their regulations. But I stuck with them. And then somewhere down the road, they started charging me for – I have two accounts at the Valley Patriot. We have our business operating account. And we have our Valley Patriot Bash charity account. But we're not a 501c3. So we don't get all the benefits of the discounts and the tax breaks and everything because we're not a nonprofit, right? So what we do with the Valley Patriot Bash every year and what we do with TMF and some of the other stuff that we do, we, we pay taxes on that. Like everything that we take in, when you donate $100 to a scholarship at the Bash, I pay taxes on that at the end of the year, and it counts as income at the Valley Patriot, which changes what our so-called profit is for the year, which means I have to write checks to the, the shareholders because I've got a board. I've got shareholders. All right. So they started charging me for fees on the second account. Wasn't happy about it, but I don't like change, so I stuck with them. Every once in a while, I'd call and complain and say, listen, you're killing me. This is money that's supposed to go to kids for scholarships. And the money that you guys are hitting me with every month is coming out of a kid's scholarship. And, you know, every once in a while, they did refund us. Every once in a while, I'd call and I'd complain. And they'd be like, you know what? We'll give you the last six months. We'll refund you. We'll rebate you on that, whatever. And they worked with me, so I stuck with them. And then within the last couple of years, they started changing all their regulations. All of a sudden, you're not allowed to deposit more than a certain amount of money in an ATM. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. All, these, all of these restrictions started coming. If the check isn't made out directly to Thomas James Duggan Jr., period, they're not going to cash the freaking check. But I stuck with them. Well, last week I was feeling really horrible. Actually, it was, I think, this week. Was it this week? Might have been Monday this week that I was feeling really horrible. And I had my two editors in the office, and we were talking about the upcoming paper. I had Grace and Joyce... Grace, I've got one, thank you. Um, <clears throat> so they were at the office, we're chatting about stuff, and uh, somebody had paid for their ad in cash. Somebody had paid for their ad, uh, tw- it was $1,200, they paid for their ad in cash, and they said, listen, you're not feeling well, why don't you... Give us the money. We'll go to the bank. We'll deposit it for you. I say, great. That way, I don't have to make it down the stairs. I don't have to drive. I don't have to worry about passing it while I'm driving. I'm having a hard time breathing today. That's fine, right? They get to the bank, and Santander tells them, 
Now, this is cash. This is $1,200 cash. Santander Bank tells them, I'm sorry, you can't deposit your cash. You heard that right. I sent my two editors to Santander Bank with $1,200 cash, and Santander would not take the cash because... Their name wasn't listed on the account, and they didn't have an individual account at Santander Bank. All right? So they call me from the bank, and they tell me this. I lost my fucking mind. I just lost it, Chrissy. I just, I lost it. And, and I, she's on the phone, and I said to her, hand the phone to the manager. Is the manager there? So she hands the phone to the manager. I felt so bad afterwards. I launched into that manager like I have never launched at anybody in my life. I was sick. I had just taken some pharmaceuticals. I was not at the top of my game. I had not slept well. None of which is an excuse, by the way. I take full responsibility for my own behavior. But I launched at her. I launched at her worse than I've ever launched at anybody. And I basically said, are you fucking kidding me? And I started off swearing right away, which I shouldn't have done. And, I, and she, had the, she had the nerve. She had the nerve. Because now I'm already launched, right? I'm already pissed off. I'm already going, right? She had the nerve to say, but Mr. Duggan, we're doing this for your protection. My protection? You're telling me you won't take cash. I can't send somebody who works for me to the bank to deposit cash to my business account. And this is for my protection? Tell me what. Tell you what. Stop protecting me. Please, stop protecting me, okay? If a, if a random junkie who lives on the street, who's high on heroin and, methan- and, and, and uh, fentanyl, walks up to a teller and hands her cash and says, I want to put this in Tom Duggan's account, take the fucking money, all right? It's cash. It's got to be legal. It's le- it says right on the money, this is legal tender for all debts, public and private. And you're telling me a bank won't take Cash? I ask you again, are you fucking kidding me? Okay. So after as, while I'm in mid-yell, while I'm in the middle of screaming at her, I realize, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm yelling at this poor lady. It's not her fault. She's doing what her bosses are telling her. She's just a branch manager. She's probably a very nice person. And now she's going to deal with my friggin' abuse. So while I'm in mid-yell, I start apologizing. But I'm still yelling because I'm still mad. So I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry that I have to yell at you. And, I'm, and I said, it's not you, it's your stupid bank. Fine. So <laughs> I went on Facebook and I told the story. Now, normally, I do not shame local businesses. I will never, almost never shame a local business. But I was so infuriated at the concept. If you're over 35 years old or, th- or even over 30 years old, you will understand why I'm mad. If you're under 30, you might not get it. But if you're over 30, you understand how infuriating it is that a bank will not take cash. All right? So I, I apologized to her, but I went on Facebook, and I, and I flamed out on Facebook. And then I went on Twitter, and I flamed out on Twitter. And I said, I am leaving Santander. I don't want to leave. They're forcing me to leave. I'm a loyal customer of 24 years, and Santander Bank is forcing me to leave. Because their regulations are so absolutely outrageous. So, as soon as I flamed out on Facebook, I got, in under 20 minutes, about 400 responses. 
80% of the responses were from former Santander customers saying, hey, we don't know what took you so long. We left a year ago. I left five years ago. I left two years ago. They're horrible. Let me tell you my nightmare story with Santander. And one guy was overseas, and he was having all kinds of problems. And so, and so now I, I've, I've got my regular readers are now giving me suggestions. Hey, I bank at this place. I bank at this credit union. I bank at this. You should come to my – all of a sudden – Bank managers start coming on and saying, "Hey, Tom, we love your business. We're not. We're, we'll, we'll let you deposit all the freaking cash that you want." So I started going through them, and the, seemed like the majority of my readers, and there were a lot. There was well over like three or four, maybe even five hundred comments. But the majority of them said, "Santander. I mean, um, Enterprise Bank is the way to go. That Enterprise Bank is locally owned." They are very involved in the community. Most of the people who work there are on local community charity boards. And they really care about their customers. It's one-on-one service. They're not going to charge you extra fees for your charity account. They're not going to not let you deposit cash. And by the way, uh, to add insult to injury to Santander, one of the reasons why I flamed out so quickly is over the weekend, my card, my credit card got declined and I was trying to buy gas. And I didn't have any cash on me. So my credit card gets declined, and I've got maybe like maybe enough gas to get home, maybe, but now I'm stuck. Now I'm stuck. I can't go anywhere. So I go home, and I call the 800 number. This is on a Friday night. This was last Friday. Call the 800 number, and I get, please call us during regular business hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. So that's, by the way, that's the reason why I flamed out, right? I left that part out at the beginning. That happened all before this. So I couldn't get a real person on the phone. So the first question, I so I... Branch manager, uh, uh, Miss Phillips, came on, and she said, please come to us. We're not going to charge you for your extra account. We're, we're going to let you t- deposit cash. And I said, I have one more question for you. If I have a problem with my credit card and it's 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, am I going to be able to reach a real person? She said, Tom, absolutely, you will reach a real person. We have 24-hour service. I said, then you know what? Deal. Deal. I'm in. So I called Santander and, and notified them that I'm closing all of my accounts. And I spent about 25 minutes, maybe even closer to an hour, yesterday at Enterprise Bank on Merrimack Street in Lawrence, opening up uh, personal checking, business checking, business charity, personal savings, and applied for a credit card on top of that. And I'm canceling all of my Santander accounts. And if you care about the Valley Patriot, you will too. These big banks are screwing us. They're screwing us hard. They're doing, by the way, Santander's not even allowing you, they're not even cashing bonds anymore. I know we've got like a whole huge show, but, but this really frosted me yesterday. Actually, it frosted me all week to the point where I'm doing something I don't even want to do. I'm changing banks. And that's a, it's a, it's a Herculean effort because I have lots of payments that come out automatic. Like my storage unit comes out automatic. My, um, my, uh, what else comes out? We, I have like at least five or six things. Credit card payments come out automatic. Um, I have a bunch of things that come out automatic um, deposit, automatic withdrawals from my account. And now I've got to change all of those. I'm going to change all those numbers. I'm going to call all of those people that I do business with, all of those vendors. But you know what? It's worth it to not have to deal with the insanity of Santander Bank. The resolution is I still had to go to Santander to deposit the $1,200. Because it's going to take a couple of days for the Enterprise Bank account to become active to the point where I can actually deposit money. So 
I walked into the branch yesterday and I asked for the lady that I yelled at so that I could profusely and profoundly apologize. And I said, listen, I really want to apologize. I explained to her that I've been sick, that I was on medication. Not that it's an excuse. It's not an excuse. There was no excuse for the way I treated her. I will take full responsibility for that. And I apologized profusely. And I said, and I'm really sorry. It's not you. It's your bank that sucks. And the other three tellers that were behind <laughs> burst out laughing. And the guy behind me in line burst out laughing. And, and, we, and everybody was smiling and joking afterwards by the time that it was done. But I am leaving Santander Bank and... I am so happy to be with Enterprise Bank because when I went in and I sat down with Ms. Phillips, when we were done signing all the paperwork, she said to me, now tell me about this charity bash that you're involved in. I saw it online. We want to be involved. We want to help. And I said, do you know something, Ms. Phillips? I've been with Santander Bank for more than 24 years. The Valley Patriot has been doing a bash for 20 We've asked Santander Bank to help us with our scholarships every single year because they go through branch managers like, 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 like cookies, right? They've never once kicked in even a dollar for one of our scholarships ever. And I wasn't even going to ask them because we're just starting a relationship. So I thought it would be wrong for me to ask somebody I'm just starting a relationship with to like go the extra mile. She offered out of the blue. She said, I saw what you're doing on Facebook, Tom. I love what you're doing. I've talked to people here at the branch. We want to help. And I said, you know what? This makes me feel even better that I'm leaving Santander Bank, even though I didn't want to leave. They forced me to leave. They forced me out the door. But now I've got a business partnership with the Valley Patriot and Enterprise Bank, and I could not be more thrilled. I really couldn't be more thrilled. So my recommendation to you guys, if you're having problems with your bank, if you, even if you don't have Santander, you should be thinking about at least looking at the rates, looking at the fees, looking at what the services are for Enterprise Bank because they're a locally owned bank. They're not one of these multinational corporations that's going to just keep revolving door policies that change every week. All right, so I've eaten way too much of the show on this. Let's get to some of this other stuff. Uh, real quick, I, I want to talk about the, ele- the election this week, the primary this week, um, and the Republican primary. So I don't really care that Donald Trump won. I don't really care that Nikki Haley came in second. I don't really care about any of that. We all knew that was going to happen. It was, for- it was forecasted beforehand. We all know Donald Trump's going to win every single state. He is the favorite of the Republican Party, of which I am not a Republican. All right? I just want to say it out of the gate. I left the Republican Party. I don't even know how many years ago. It was at least six to eight, six to eight years ago I left for a lot of good reasons that we've already talked about. But here's what I do want to talk about. The media in America, the press in America, and the Democrat Party have got to lie and mislead you so badly. And by the way, I'm not even voting for Donald Trump. just want you to know that. I'm voting for Robert Kennedy. All right, so this is not me defending Donald Trump because I'm voting for him, because I'm not voting for him, at least not as of right now. But they have to find every single, they have to find a way to dispute every single thing. If Donald Trump said today is Thursday, CNN would say breaking news, Donald Trump lied about what day it was because in China, it's already changed days and it's Friday. All right, this is how bad these people are. Donald Trump made the comment, I don't know if it was, right before the polls closed or right after the polls closed that a large number of Democrats voted in the Republican primary. And that's why Nikki Haley did so well. By the way, that is absolutely 100% true. 
and we're recording. We're doing the show right now in Salem, New Hampshire. Most people who were on my Twitter feed did not know that I live five minutes from the New Hampshire border. But I got inundated when I when I shared on Twitter the video of Donald Trump saying, of course, Nikki Haley did. I'm paraphrasing. Of course, Nikki Haley did really well. A lot of Democrats voted for her in the Republican primary to make my numbers go down because they hate me. In in essence, that's what he said. The barrage from CNN, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, every single news outlet, including Fox, had people out there saying, that's an absolute lie. It's a total lie. I even had Republicans come on my Twitter and my Facebook feed telling me I was full of shit that that was a total lie. Not only is it not a lie, but five minutes before CNN attacked Donald Trump for saying that, Kate Baldwin interviewed a guy in, I believe, Manchester, New Hampshire, and here's what she asked him. She asked him, "Um, are you a Republican or unenrolled? I'm unenrolled, he said. And who did you vote for? I voted for Nikki Haley. And would you classify yourself a Democrat or a Republican? Well, I lean more Democrat. She said, if, the, if Nikki Haley wins and the final election is Joe Biden versus Nikki Haley, who will you vote for? He said, Joe Biden. Okay? CNN themselves were interviewing people that were telling them that basically they're Democrats and that they unenrolled so that they could vote against Donald Trump. I have family members who live up in New Hampshire who did exactly that. I have friends that worked on state rep campaigns up here in New Hampshire, and they told us they saw a significant increase in people who were unenrolling from the Democrat Party back in October, and they were signing up to vote as unenrolled so they could pull a Republican ballot and vote against Donald Trump. And yet, and yet, you had these deceptive assholes on TV saying things like, well, Donald Trump lied because in order to vote today, they would have had to have unenrolled last October. So friggin' what? That doesn't dispute anything Donald Trump said. What Donald Trump said was 100% correct. And again, I'm not voting for him, all right? I'm voting for Robert F. Kennedy, and we're going to do a whole show on that at some point. I'm even trying to get him to come on. But it infuriates me that the media has to find a way to dispute every single thing Donald Trump says, even when he's telling the truth. And he he lies about a lot of stuff. There's plenty of things he's lied about that they could go after, but they can't do it. They just can't do it. They've got to go after this guy. They, They cannot let one syllable come out of his mouth without them disputing it. And this is the why, this is why journalists and the media are hated more than Congress. And by the way, Congress is like Slightly above like snakes and worms on that list of what people don't like. All right, we've got 12 minutes left. I had a few other things. Uh, we'll talk about Jamie Eldridge next week. I want to thank Jocelyn from Sevmars for coming in last week and, uh, and also for um, sharing out our video. I appreciate that. So we've got the Valley Patriot Bashes coming up. Let me just take a break here and catch my breath. The Valley Patriot is celebrating our 20th anniversary in March. We started in March of 20. 2004, we started in four communities, Lawrence, Methuen, Andover, and North Andover. And in March of 2004, we published 2,000 newspapers. And I personally drove around and delivered those newspapers. I went into every store I could find and said, hey, we just started a newspaper. Can we leave them here? And I think 100% or close to 100% of the places I went to said, yeah, sure, whatever. Just leave them here. 
I really thought that at the end of the month I was going to be driving around picking most of them back up because the laughter that we, that we got from people when they found out that we were starting a newspaper was very loud and very widespread. Every politician in the Merrimack Valley was mocking us. They were mocking us on WCCM. They were mocking us on WCAP. There were very prominent mayors, state reps, city councilors that we would run into. and They would be mocking us. They would be like, oh, hey, you started a newspaper? Yeah. Who's going to read your newspaper? Right? Like, oh, yeah, you're really going to rival the Tribune. So we considered it at the end of the month when I drove around and picked up eight newspapers that, did, that people did not pick up. I considered that a win. I also considered it a win because we asked, um, before we printed the first newspaper, we asked Ralph Wilbur and uh, Dr. Chuck Ormsby to invest in the paper because we thought we needed their money, because we thought we'd be in the red for the first six months because most businesses are. Lo and behold, we were in the black the first month. And that's when we turned to Ralph and Chuck and said, hey, if you want to get out now, we'll buy you out. It was me and my girlfriend at the time. And she was a lawyer, which was great because she did all the invoicing and all the business stuff, and I did all the journalism stuff. But Chuck and Ralph did not want to sell out. They have since left the building because over the years, things happen, and, and I ended up buying most of their stock back. Contrary to what Timothy Frazier, a.k.a. Debo Brown, said on a video recently, um, that, that I used money that I got from a lawsuit to fund the Valley Patriot and start it, Anybody that knows anything about the Valley Patriot knows that we used investors. In fact, I didn't even use my own money. I used their money, and I borrowed money for my, for my one quarter. So everybody bought it for a quarter. I think we invested 5000 each. And I borrowed 5000 because I wasn't going to use my own money. I was going to use the bank's money, and I was going to use Paula's money and Chuck's money and Ralph's money. But I wasn't going to use my money because I honestly, when we started this business, I honestly didn't think we were going to succeed at anything. I honestly didn't. I thought we were going to fail. I thought we were going to do this for six months, spend a lot of other people's money, and I was going to have to go back out and get a real job. Well, here we are 20 years later, and the Valley Patriot is a screaming success. Methuen Loop Weekly has come and gone. Rumbo has come and gone. Rumbo's only doing it online now. And actually, by the way, their journalism has actually been getting better the last couple of years, believe it or not. Many newspapers have come and gone since, but we are still here. And... That is because we are very good to our advertisers and we love our advertisers. So we are having what every year we have this Valley Patriot Bash. It's a charity event. We raise money for scholarships and we give out awards to hero police officers, firefighters, and veterans. I, um, I can't believe we only got nine minutes left. They ate so much on that Santander thing. I wish you'd cut me off. I need somebody like with a whip on me to just keep me, keep me in time. So, one of the things that we do, and it's only one of the, because we do a lot of things at this event. One of the things that we do is we raise money for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So this year I've got seven, if I'm counting correctly, three, four, five, six, eight. We have eight scholarships that we're giving out. I want to go through what the scholarships are because we, we raise 90% of the money on Facebook and we are broadcasting on Facebook. And a lot of people say to me, hey, Tom, I hear about your bash all the time. What is it? Can you explain it to me? So I wanted to do it on the show and hope that, you know, we can reach a lot of people that you can understand what we do and why we're doing it. We have, uh, how many scholarships did I say? Eight, two, four, two, four, six, eight. So you have eight scholarships. Um, The first scholarship that we're going to talk about. So this is Edmund Lowe. He, He was a staff sergeant 
in the God, I hope I don't get this wrong. I think he was in the army and he was right here from Salem, New Hampshire. This scholarship was started three years ago, I believe, by Carrie Wyland from House of Mercy. She also runs Isaiah 58 here in Salem, New Hampshire. She is a homeless advocate. And if you want to talk about somebody that really makes a difference in people's lives, that woman is wonderful. In fact, we gave her a Scott Clegg Public Service Award, I think, four, three or four years ago because of the great work she does helping the homeless. And by the way, it takes a lot of money out of her own pocket to buy people underwear, to buy people um, deodorant, to buy people amenities that they need for the homeless. She's a wonderful person. And she started this scholarship. She said um, she wanted to do uh, something for someone in New Hampshire. So I called Mr. Lowe. Mr. Lowe at Jasmine's Computer Service right here in 28 has been my computer tech for about 15, 20 years. And I said, Mr. Lowe, I know you have a scholarship fund for your son in his name. I've got someone that wants to donate to it. So uh, two or three years ago, we married them together at the bash. We called them both up, and she handed him a check, and the guy cried. It was wonderful. It was a really, really precious moment. So she's now doing that every year. She has given us $3,000 this year for that, just to start us off. $3,000 out of the gate she's giving um, from the Friends Acres Association, which I believe that's the association that she, um, one of the charity associations that she works with. That right there is a picture of Edmund Lowe. He was killed in the line of duty. He was literally the first American serviceman to die in the line of duty in the war in Afghanistan, right here in Salem, New Hampshire. So every year we do this scholarship drive for him in his name. And then when it's over, a couple of months later, Mr. Lowe and the Lowe family have a spaghetti dinner, thanks to Dave LaCroix, uh, here at Salem High School. And they try and raise a little bit more money, and we get to meet the students that they're giving their scholarships to. The next award that we give, the next scholarship that we give, it, it started off as, it, this, started, this, this scholarship started off under someone else's name. And believe it or not, it was started by someone's brother who had passed away that I knew, and he came to me last year and said, we, we can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. And I said, listen, we, we did it for a long time. Don't worry about it. In the meantime, Jerry Flynn from the New England Police Benevolent Association decided to pick up the ball and start the Dan Strange Memorial Scholarship for a Havel High School student going into public safety. So it originally was in someone else's name to go for public safety or social work. We're keeping it for that purpose. We're keeping it at Haverhill High School, but it's now going to be called the Dan Strange Memorial Scholarship. Dan Strange is a very good friend of ours. He passed away, I believe, in 2018. Might have been the beginning of 19. Uh, Dan was one of our one of my one of the best friends you could have. He was Secret Service. Um, he's the guy. The day that I told the story about. My friend called me on the phone and said, I'm on Air Force One. Do you want to talk to Donald Trump? And I'm like, yeah, please. Come on. Don't pull my leg like that. I'm busy. Listen, I'm busy. If you want to like, go out for a drink, call me tomorrow. And the next thing I knew, I was talking to Donald Trump. And, like He literally handed the phone to Donald Trump because he was Secret Service. Um, Dan passed away of cancer. And Dan came to our bash every year. And Dan gave us $1,000 every year. And not only that, but he helped us find police officers and firefighters to give awards to who had done some really incredible, amazing things. And on other shows, we will talk about those. But I'm up against time. The next scholarship that we are doing is the Lawrence High School Junior ROTC Scholarship. And this is named after two different people. So if you want to pull those up. So the bottom photo that you're looking at is Eugene Smith. He's a Korean War veteran. He is, I believe, 87 years old, if I'm remembering that correctly. And he sat with me on the Lawrence Lions board. I'm president of the Lawrence Lions. 
And he said to me one year, we were doing the Lawrence High Scholarship. He said to me one year, Tom, if you're willing to do a, uh, do this scholarship, but repurpose it for a kid that's in ROTC, I will give you $1,000. Well, I'm never going to turn down $1,000 for a kid. So we announced that it's not just going to be a Lawrence High Scholarship. It's going to be a Junior ROTC Scholarship. So we named it the Eugene Smith Junior ROTC Scholarship. The picture that you see above, the man in the middle, is my good friend and Randy Carter and Jason Gilbert's good friend, John Ratka. John Ratka was the man who started Veterans Northeast Outreach in Haverhill. Built it from the ground up. Built it from a concept in his brain. Didn't take it over from someone else. Didn't get the idea from anybody else. He built this organization to, to provide housing and food and, and uh, job training for homeless veterans. And he built it up so well that when he passed away a few years ago, suddenly, the, the Veterans Northeast Outreach was managing millions of dollars in grants, but also millions of dollars in properties. They actually were smart enough to go out and invest in properties. So that, that way they could house homeless veterans in their own properties. They didn't have to make deals with other landlords. So Jason Gilbert and Randy Carter, who also worked at VNOC at the time, called me after, after John passed away. And John came to our bash every single year. Every year he came. That picture you see there is from our bash. Um, and they said, we also want to give at least $1,000 to the ROTC kid that's going into the military in the name of John Radka. So we have renamed this the Eugene Smith John Radka Junior ROTC Scholarship for a kid going into Lawrence High School. And this is the only recipient we've chosen already this year. Let's show her picture. Her name is Eileen Suarez. She is the uh, the platoon commander of the Lawrence High School Junior ROTC. And uh, we've already notified her. We have notified the commander. Uh, we have one requirement. Actually, we have two, but one really important requirement is that the kid who gets the scholarship has to be in the room. In 20 years, we've only had one kid not show up. And we actually worked it out. She showed up at the Lawrence High Alumni Banquet the following year, and we gave it to her then. Um, she's been notified she has to be there. She's committed to being there. The ROTC this year is going to start off our program by marching in, and that's great because it shuts everybody up and lets everybody know something important is about to happen. Um, so congratulations to Eileen Suarez. And if you know Eileen, um, please kick in. Go on my Facebook page and see how you can contribute. 100% of what you donate goes to Eileen. In fact, if you use PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, whatever, those apps take a piece. I absorb the cost on that. So if you donate $100 and Venmo gives me $98.20, I take the balance out of my pocket and I make it $100. And the $100 goes to Eileen Suarez. All right, the next one we got. This is Dan Cody. This was started by my, our buddy Al Valu, and he is there with his sister, Nicole Cameron. Dan Cody worked for Cody's Towing, and he passed away. He was killed uh, by a, well, we used to say drunk driver, but technically she got off on a technicality on her, on her trial. So technically we can't say she was a drunk driver. Um, so we won't say that she's a drunk driver. We'll just kind of leave that hanging out there. Um, but he was hooking up a, uh, a vehicle on 495 uh, with the state, state troopers had called him. And uh, somebody careened over into the breakdown lane and struck him and killed him within, I think it was two weeks before our bash when that happened that year. Alvalu showed up at the office and said, I knew Dan. I don't know if you knew him, and I didn't. I didn't. I had never met him. Um, he said, I knew Dan. Dan was a friend of mine. The bash is coming up. We should do something for Dan. 
So we started the uh, Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship, and that is in his name. And we have purposed his sister, Nicole Cameron, in that photo to help us raise money. So she does little fundraisers quietly throughout the year, like we were doing with our music bingos. And she tries to get those numbers up. And last year, they were the second highest in Bash history. They were the second highest scholarship recipients. All right, what else do we got here? So um, I know time's up. I promise I'll, I'll breeze through these as quick as I can. We also have a – we don't have pictures of any more of these. We also have a uh, – if you want to pull up last year's totals, we could probably do it that way. Oh, wait, wait. We have Dave. Hold on. So we have the Whittier Tech Scholarship that was also started by Al Valu, um that goes to a kid in uh, Whittier Tech. Uh, we have a Greater Lawrence Tech Scholarship, which was started by Jessica Finicaro, former member of the Bethune City Council and also a former member of the Greater Lawrence Tech School Committee. We have our Phil Glendie. I thought I'd sent you that, but I guess I didn't. We had the uh, our Phil Glendie Special Needs Scholarship this year. And we're going to do something a little different with that this year. So we're not going to announce in advance who that kid is. We've already chosen the kid. Because the kid and the kid's parent is going to be in the room. They're with us every year. Because they're kind of affiliated with us. They, they do something. They participate in the bash in some way. And, um, and so we've decided that because this person helps us with the bash every year for free, gives us their service every year for free, and they've got a special need child, I don't want to say boy or girl, um, that's graduating from high school this year and going into college, believe it or not, um, we've decided we're going to surprise them in the room. We're going to call them up and pretend that they're going to pull a raffle ticket or something, and we're going to surprise them with a check and make that really special. And then we've got Dave. There's big Dave. Love Dave. Love him. So Dave Garofalo started our final scholarship, the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe Scholarship for a student going into uh, broadcast or journalism or some kind of media. And uh, we have purposed this scholarship to be for a student at Bethune High School. I reached out this morning. Normally, Jaina DiNatale picks the student. Jaina is very busy with her new job working for our friend State Auditor Diana DiZoglio, so she doesn't have time this year. I am purposing... Methuen School Committee member Ryan DiZoglio to choose our student and to help us do the presentation this year. Um, if we don't get an applicant from Methuen, I'm cutting Methuen off the program this year. I get a lot of blowback and no participation out of the Methuen administration. And uh, I'm trying to give a scholarship to one of your kids. And when I have to get blowback from people who are supposed to care about the children, you know, teachers and administrators in the school system, and when I get no, 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 participation out of them, it makes me very angry. And I don't want to start publicly shaming anyone, but if I have a problem this year, I'm going to start doing that. I almost did it last year. Actually, we fired somebody last year from the Valley Patriot who was a teacher at Methuen High School who refused to participate because she didn't like my politics. So uh, we're going to ask Ryan to find us a student. We're going to ask him to get participation of some of the administrators and to help us raise some money for that student. Last year, it was James Sugden. And he's a great kid, and I felt really bad that we couldn't give him more money. We would have been able to give him more money if the administration had, had cooperated with us. But they chose not to because they're politicians, not educators. And uh, that's a story. That's for another story. So here is our scholarship totals from last year. And I'm going to try and pull this up because I know I can't read that unless you, uh, unless you blow it up. So let me see if I can find this year. And I'm, I apologize for being over. I so apologize. I know a way over. So this is these are last year's numbers. I don't know that we're going to get close. I'm not even shooting to get close um, to last year's numbers. 
Can you slide that? Is it up? Oh, it is up. Okay, good. So this is Lawrence High Junior ROTC scholarship last year went to Jerrilis Morales. This was our highest scholarship total ever in 20 years. $10,600 we gave to the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship for Cameron Island. 10000 even. The Greater Lawrence Tech Scholarship, which is usually at the bottom. Now they're climbing up, which is really good. 6125 Our Special Needs Scholarship last year uh, in memory of Phil Glendie, 5700 And we'll talk about Phil on a subsequent show. Our Studio 21 Podcast Cafe right in the middle, 5475 And by the way, that was actually at the very bottom until I started calling out specific elected officials on Facebook by name. And, and suddenly more money started coming under. That would have been at the bottom last year. 5475 Whittier, 5410 uh, The Haverhill, which is now the Dan Strange Memorial Scholarship, 5335 The Edmund Lowe Scholarship was at 2500 And we did a surprise scholarship for Jackie Marmel's daughter last year because Jackie helps us every year in the bash for free and never asks for anything. And we found out her daughter was graduating, so we just added it quietly to the program and didn't tell her. Here's where we are as of right now today. These are today's numbers as of the minute we went on the air. I started announcing this on Monday. I didn't put up the Venmo and Cash App um, things online until Tuesday, so really people couldn't donate until they could pledge, but they couldn't actually physically donate until Tuesday. It's now Thursday. So in two days, two and a half days, three days, if you want to stretch it, we've already raised $6,045 for the Valley Patriots 20th anniversary bash. And again, last year was almost 54 grand. I'm not even setting that as a goal because the year before it was 33. So we doubled, almost doubled what we did the year before. And I don't know that we can do 54 this year. I would just be happy if we got close. If we get it to 40, 45, I'll be happy. If we break it, I'll be thrilled. 100% of what you give is going to go to a scholarship kid. Um, if you're going to write a check or you want to donate to the Lawrence High Alumni Scholarship, we go through the Lawrence High Alumni Association and you want to write your check to the Lawrence High Alumni Association, ECCF, and it's tax deductible because they are a nonprofit. We are looking to partner with other nonprofits so that people can write the check directly to the nonprofit and take a tax write-off on their, on their bash. Because like I said, every year we collect all this money, then we pay taxes on it because we're not a nonprofit. Um, so if there's a booster club for Bethune High School, if there's an alumni association for the Great Lawrence Tech um, if North Andover High School has some kind of boosters club that wants to partner with us and funnel the money to the student from the people that donate, we would love to work with you. Please reach out to me. I know I'm over. Thank you, um, Chrissy. I apologize profusely. I spent way too much time on Santander. But I, I, I did think it was important that people understand, like, when you're doing business with somebody, don't drive them away, especially if they don't want to leave. Like, if they're, if they're a disgruntled customer to begin with, that's one thing. But don't drive people away. But the Valley Patriot Bash is going to be Friday, March 22nd at the Firefighters Relief Inn, 1 Market Street in Lawrence. It's going to start at 7 o'clock. We, we say it's going to start at 7, but it really only starts at 7.30. Um, but because everybody's always late for everything now in this post-COVID world, we have to tell people 7. We're going to start at 7.30. Um, and if you would like to donate, if you'd like to nominate someone for an award, if you would like to nominate a student please reach out to me. We've only chosen one student out of the eight scholarships so far. And some tough love for the, for the, for the students and the parents. 
No woke children. No woke students. This is a night where we are honoring police officers, veterans, and firefighters. I am not going to use the money from my crowd, my readers, my viewers, to give to a kid that hates the cops. Or to give to a kid that hates the military. One year, we, and I tell this all the time, one year we had a kid, we picked the kid, we called the kid, we talked to the father. And then I went on their Facebook page, and they had a picture of them like this saying, fuck the police. And I promptly called them back and told them they were not getting the scholarship. And the father was very angry, but I'm sorry, we're not going to give our people's money to someone who hates cops. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. We're going to real quickly thank all of our sponsors. McLennan Real Estate, Century 21, Zanny Pesci Law Office, Marston and Sun Construction, JG's Ice Cream, Pleasant Valley Landscaping Contractors, AFC Urgent Care, Mercurial Law Office, Clear Path for Veterans New England, Tomo and Shaken Seafood, Borelli's and Par 28, Marston and Sun Construction, Zanny Pesci Law Office, oh, at EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Thank you, Chrissy, for letting me go over. I, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I'll make it up to you at some point. Opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.